0: Welcome to the Minor and Landis Immigration Update podcast for April 19th, 2021. This week, we're going to do something a little different. This past Thursday, on April 15th, AILA held its annual spring conference, virtually, of course, which provided government relations updates from many different agencies. The news was mixed and at times frustrating, but there were some key points that we feel are important to emphasize. Minor and Landis attended seven panels and distilled about nine hours of presentations into this rapid-fire highlights podcast. So I'm going to quickly run through some of the most important things we learned from each of the presenters. Now of the many agencies that we heard from that day, there are four agencies at the conference that we are going to focus on here. The U.S. Citizenship and Immigration Services, USCIS. U.S. Customs and Border Protection, CBP, U.S. Department of Labor, the DOL, and the U.S. Department of State, DOS. Just so you know, to keep all of these bullet points from running together, I'm going to add a gentle tone before each one. I think that'll help signal to you when a new highlight point is beginning. So hold on to your hats. Here's a quick overview of our notes from the Spring Conference. This first set comes from the USCIS update. Customers will soon be able to call the contact center to reschedule biometrics appointments. The agency is working to expand premium processing service with Form I-539 and Form I-765 as the two most likely benefits that will receive premium processing service next. However, no timeline for implementation was provided. USCIS acknowledged that there was a lower selection rate for H-1B registrations for fiscal year 2022 due to higher submissions, but did not reveal how many registrations were filed. Although the agency has stated it is 100% re engaged with all stakeholders, including its customers, it will not make walk-in appointments and InfoPass appointments available at local offices. All requests for emergency appointments or expedited processing must be made via telephone to the contact center. And now the highlights of the Department of Labor update. Although the agency's workload has increased dramatically, its budget and staff have not, so processing delays will only continue to increase. Employers and immigration professionals can now download the Certified Form 9089, Perm Labor Certification Applications, from the FLAG system to file I-140 petitions. The Department of Labor will be publishing a new Form 9089 soon, but there is no release date yet. The Department of Labor addressed work-from-home and privacy issues, which arise when a foreign national's home address must be listed on the LCA. It's important to note that the COVID-19 pandemic has not resulted in a change in regulatory requirements for LCAs. So if foreign nationals are working from home, their home address must be listed on the LCA, and posting requirements still must be met. Prevailing wage determinations are very delayed and are currently taking more than 120 days. The Department of Labor stated that its goal is to process prevailing wage requests in 120 days or less. There will be a new Form ETA-9141, Prevailing Wage Request, implemented in FLAG on May 3rd at 6 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. All prevailing wage requests initiated using the old form must be submitted before May 3rd, or will be automatically deleted from FLAG. How are you doing so far? Keeping up? Well, now here are the U.S. Customs and Border Protection updates. The eSafe program allows electronic submission of waiver applications for inadmissibility at ports of entry along the U.S.-Canadian border. Estimated processing time for waivers of inadmissibility is at an all-time low, with such applications being adjudicated within 10 to 30 days. The agency has a new mobile app for international travelers called CBP-1, with one being spelled O-N-E, which serves as a single portal for many CBP services, including obtaining I-94 arrival, departure records, and travel histories. CBP is not currently involved with implementing, overseeing, or otherwise enforcing any mandates on health passports, health wallets, or COVID vaccine passports. This issue is currently being reviewed by a host of international governmental agencies. Some CBP ports of entry, such as Peacebridge and Highgate, now have an appointment system for foreign nationals to schedule submission of TN and L applications. Such appointments are not mandatory but encouraged. There have been reports that returning lawful permanent residents, LPRs, who have been abroad due to COVID are experiencing problems returning. There are some airlines not permitting LPRs to board if there is any suspicion that they have been outside of the U.S. for six months or more. ALA has issued a practice advisory on this issue. If this occurs, provide the carrier information to CBP through AILA. CBP will begin denying requests for satisfactory departure in cases where the foreign national has already received numerous approvals. CBP reported that there are some individuals who have received over a dozen satisfactory departures to remain in the U.S. for well over a year. If there isn't a real emergency requiring someone to be in the U.S., CBP will deny the satisfactory departure request. For NIEs, if the foreign national is outside of the US, the application must be submitted to a US embassy or consulate. And now our last set of updates, which is the Department of State updates. USCIS is on track to use all employment-based immigrant visas in fiscal year 2021, which runs from October 1, 2020, to September 30, 2021. USCIS expects immigrant visa number use will increase significantly throughout the rest of this year. The availability of employment-based immigrant visa numbers will slow down in July to September of 2021 and the Department of State predicts aggressive movement in employment-based immigrant visa numbers for certain categories for China and India in the coming months. There won't be much movement in the family-based immigrant visa numbers categories. There have been enough requests for family-based immigrant visa numbers from October 2020 to the present to use all the numbers mandated by Congress. The EB-5 final action date for China will not advance much during this fiscal year. However, the EB-5 final action date for Vietnam will become current or close to it. As of February 2021, there is a visa backlog of 423,000 cases at the National Visa Center. U.S. embassies and consulates are using the public charge rule as it existed before the Trump administration and has resumed collecting form I-864W. The Secretary of State has issued NIE requirements for the COVID entry ban for the Schengen area countries, the United Kingdom, and Ireland. However, the Secretary of State has not issued NIE guidance for the COVID entry bans for Brazil, China, Iran, and South Africa. This is resulting in U.S. embassies and consulates in Brazil, China, Iran, and South Africa refusing all NIE requests. As U.S. embassies and consulates begin reopening, priority in non-immigrant visa processing will be given for humanitarian cases, such as serious illness or death of a U.S. citizen relative. Priority is also given to all agricultural workers and H-2Bs working in agriculture, who are considered essential to food supply. But chefs and restaurant workers are not considered essential to food supply. All other employment-based non-immigrant visas that do not meet NIE requirements will be considered after all other priority cases. And that's it for now. So how did you like this Rapid Fire Highlights podcast? If this is something you'd like to hear more often, please you know drop us a comment. Let us know if this is the kind of thing that is valuable to you. In the meantime, Minor and Landis will continue to closely monitor all immigration-related government operations and will publish updates as they happen. Thanks for listening.